I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. up and misses, and a long rebound after a deflection comes out to Luka, who centers the fast break and will take it all the way and throw it down. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The klutzy clutch. The one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Coming up, we're going to tell you why. We have so many excuses. Everything. Oh, man. That that was so, uh, that was rough. All the excuses coming up next. (laughs) Uh, that that was a that was a rough finish to the game. It was, you know, a game to where I feel like the first half they gave up seventy points. And you're like, all right, this is just where this game's headed. And then you're you get all of your hopes up in that third quarter <laughs> just to have the dreams crushed again in the fourth. But uh, there's some things to pull away, some things to pull away before the game. Rick talking before the game, and uh, maybe some things we learned in this game. Absolutely. So on today's show, Isaac and I are going to break down the Mavericks 117 to 113 loss to the Denver Nuggets. Clutch loss for the Mavericks. So they win a clutch game against Denver and then they lose a clutch game against Denver. Split the pair, which uh, is kind of how both of these teams' seasons have gone, basically. Like, yeah. they, they win a game they shouldn't, they lose a game they shouldn't. And just both these teams are just going back and forth. So much stuff. I mean,. Let's start before the game real quick, though. Do we start with Tim Hardaway and Jamal Murray and the Nuggets? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, real quick. Let's start before the game. All right. So I show up to the arena, and I didn't do the pregame media session with Rick because I was driving to the arena. And I walk in, and I go to sit in my seat, and I look down, and I see Dwight shooting free throws. In your seat? (laughs) <laughs> and I see, I see uh, Dwight Powell shooting free throws on the court uh, and like, you know, just typical warm-up gear. And I'm like, what the crap? Did I miss something? Did I, did I miss? Uh, <laughs> I knew they were out on the injury report. Uh, so then uh, I went and checked uh, Rick's pregame comments and that Dwight, uh, Dwight Powell, Dorian Finney-Smith, Josh Richardson, that they are progressing and they're obviously around the team. They sat on the back row uh, of the bench tonight uh, in the game. It was really cool seeing those guys. I felt like we haven't seen those guys for a long time. And uh, I think the the team fed off the energy too. I mean, they were the biggest cheerleaders in the house tonight. They were standing yeah. up the whole time and cheering the team on, the guys on. So I think Rick said before the game that we could possibly see them this week if things keep continue going, uh, progressing forward for those guys. And that, that obviously a huge pickup for the team. Yeah, it'd be absolutely massive. We'll talk about how those guys missing affected this game specifically, which, you know, it just keeps happening. But the... Seeing Josh Richardson post on Instagram his his like post workout, uh, you know after yeah. COVID he he tested positive he he's going for a workout like he looked exhausted and he looked surprised that he was exhausted if we're just going by his one picture on Instagram but just these guys it's all going to be different for each of these guys the way that they're going to come back so Josh Richardson Dorian Finney Smith Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleba we all know that they have all they all had tested positive and they've all been dealing with COVID they've been out for. Over two weeks now, the Dorian and and uh, Josh Richardson have been out since January seventh. So yeah. almost, I mean, almost three weeks now. Two like twenty days basically. If you listen to this on Wednesday or on, uh, yeah, I guess you could be listening on Wednesday. 
<laughs> but those guys have all been out, and it's going to take a different amount of time for them to all come back. Notice that they didn't mention Maxi Kleba, and Brad Townsend had a report earlier that three of these guys are progressing. It's, it's Dorian, it's Josh Richardson, and Dwight, and Maxi apparently is the one guy that's not progressing. He, he came down with it or tested positive after Josh Richardson and Dorian, but he seems to be dealing with, with symptoms, and it, it it's uh it's tough. So there's a lot of things we can speculate about, but the Mavericks definitely missed them in, in this game. But let's start with the big guy, Luka Doncic. He comes wow, up what huge again. Th- the what? No, I'll say what a first quarter from him. Uh, in- uh, yeah, first half, everything. It was insane. Incredible. 35 points, 11 boards, a career-high 16 assists. Four steals, five turnovers, but 16 assists to five turnovers. You'll take that for sure. 10 of 10 from the free throw line. What happened Let's to Luka is bad at free throws. What happened to that? Only three of eight from three, but that's 37.5%, so you'll take that. And uh, he was a plus eight, and which is uh, which is huge in this game that we'll get to. So Luka, I mean, the passing, just all that, the first half, he was the only one really carrying them at the beginning. And... Yeah, he had uh, he had 14 points in that first quarter, seven assists in the first quarter. He was just getting everything done, basically carrying this team. And uh, in the end, it you can't put this on Luca. There's a few things he could have no. done differently at the end, you know, in, in the clutch. And since the offense runs through Luca, the clutch offense also runs through Luca. So you can you can nitpick here or there, but he had an incredible game. No, 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 yeah, I don't, I don't put any any bit of this on Luca's shoulders. I, I think you know you mentioned in the free throws. I think it's just another testament. You know, I, I think going into this season, if you had to pick three areas for Luca's game for him to be better in, I think we would say free throw percentage, three point percentage, and his defense. And I think his free throw percentage and his defense, two of those three are. I mean, I think hands and feet. Is that even a thing? Or did I get that wrong too? Uh, <laughs> Head to toe better than everyone else. (laughs) There you go. Uh, It's so much better than last year. It's head and shoulders, by the way. (laughs) Head to toe. Head head and shoulders above everything else. (laughs) There you go. And uh, I just, I can't do my anatomy (laughs) uh, analogies here. It's the idioms that that get you. (laughs) The idioms all get you like confused. But no, but I mean, two of those three areas uh, he's really improved in. And I, (laughs) what did you say? Head to foot? Head to feet. Head and feet above everything. Else. I mean, if it's head and feet above everyone else, like that's that's all of it, right? That's amazing. Not just head Especially and shoulders, but Boban. head and feet. Oh my god. Uh, but so anyway, funny. not. I think you know some of us walked out of last season are like, all right, how can Luca actually improve? How can this MVP candidate actually get better? And he is getting better. His averages are crazy, and his three point percentage will come around. But I mean, at this point, with all these guys out, just just launch him, Luca. I mean, I, I want you to shoot him at this point. Uh, but no, he had an incredible game. It felt like he was in control the whole time. Uh, he just struggled to have help tonight. And I, I, I'll just go ahead and say it. I put a lot of this on Kristaps Porzingis tonight. I, I, I think a lot of this loss falls on him. I'm. I was gonna say it as well. Kristaps Porzingis in this game, 16 points. He was six of 18 from the field. That's 33 percent. One of eight from three. He th- three of four from the free throw line, which is okay. But the one he missed was in the clutch, which is huge. Only six boards, no offensive boards. He had three turnovers in this game, five fouls in this game. He's coming back after a game. He rested against the the Rockets, and so he's coming back. You could say, ah, uh, maybe he had some rust, but no. The margins are so thin for this Mavericks team right now, right? Missing all four of those guys. Mavericks are missing three starters. They're three best defensive players. If you're missing all those guys, the things that have to be better, the things that were like, all right, no excuses. Like, 
Kristaps Porzingis has to be better in this game for the Mavericks to win. That's just the way that it is yeah. right now. They don't have enough margin of error for, you know, Tim Hardaway goes off like, oh, that should be extra, right? But it's not. The Mavericks needed that. They needed that huge 16-point quarter from him to just stay alive in this game. And if Kristaps Porzingis was better, then maybe that was extra. Maybe that Tim Hardaway Jr. quarter would have put them over the hump. But his his shots, like I, I tweeted out his, his shot chart after the game and just – it was brutal. Like nothing was going well for him outside of around the rim, one three that he made. And he gets he gets matched up with these these shorter guards, like Jamal Murray was a lot of times, sometimes Gary Harris, and it's just some of these guards he would get matched up with. Monte Morris a couple times. It's like you have to be able to turn around and, and back him down or get to a spot and turn around and shoot over the top of him. And none of those shots were going in. And I don't know if it's about the angle that he takes or the, the you know some of them he felt rushed like he really wanted to take advantage before a double team came and so he turned around and, and shot real quick without really like looking at the rim. It's just you have enough time to get a good shot off if you're if you're going against those guys and so yeah Porzingis defensively we can re- we could get into it but the Mavericks in the first half especially they let up seventy points like you said yeah. it's it's the it's the one one and five in their defense is what Denver really takes advantage of. They're just so good at that pick and roll. Jamal Murray and, and Jokic, it's just, they're just incredible at it, right? They pick you apart. They've been together forever. They have that chemistry. And so those two guys will eat alive a one-five combination that's just bad. And so in this game, it was it was Brunson, Tim Hardaway Jr., Willie Colley-Stein, Boban for a couple minutes, and then Kristaps Porzingis, right? And they just ate those guys alive in the first half until Jamal Murray went out. And none of those guys are were any good on, de- on defense, basically. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that those are the two big weaknesses, I think, were the defense up the middle and then Kristaps Porzingis on offense. Yeah, and Dallas really needed, you know, KP, especially in that fourth quarter. You know, they they had that incredible third quarter, and we'll talk more about that in a little bit probably, but, you know, they go into the fourth up by two, and, I, you know, I tweeted out um, at, you know, going into the fourth, it's like, hey, this is where Dallas has to hold their ground. They have to, and this is where they needed KP We've to step up. That. Yeah, and be, hey, I'm going to be the superstar right now, especially when Luke is out of the game. And, you know, you notice what Rick was doing. He was leaving arguably the three best players on the on the team outside of Luka. Uh, when Luka was out of the game, he was making sure he had KP, Hardaway, and Brunson in there, uh, or at least Trey Burke in there. Um, yeah, Brunson, because he was starter. I was looking at how many starters he kept in whenever Luca was out uh, for majority of this game, but they just couldn't, you know, they couldn't get it done. I, I, Luca checked in at the 721 mark in the fourth, and, you know, they went into the fourth up by two. They were down by five when Luca checked in, and a, a lot of that is, is on KP's shoulders. And I, I don't, I don't buy the rust after this. You know, he had that game off the other day, and, he was minus 14 in this game. And uh, I think maybe coming up after the break, we can talk about what the switch for him going back from, hey, he was the five before. And in this game, they went the matchup with Jokic and they moved KP back to the four. Talk about that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, oh, baby, the Super Bowl is coming. Football is on its way in a big way and locked on. Uh, Locked on here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We trust betonline.ag is the only place to put some money down. We all started getting some money in our accounts. So we're going to start putting some money down on some of these games. The uh, the big one, the big one, uh, Chiefs Bucks. It opened as Chiefs minus three and a half. So the Chiefs are a three and a half point favorite. Then it went down to Chiefs minus three. 
and then it went back up to Chiefs minus three and a half. It's in Tampa. That's the wildest thing, right? Usually yeah. they give you a couple points just because you're home, and this is a home like Super Bowl. And so the fact that the Chiefs are three and a half point favorite is massive to me. That that means that the the Sharks or you know Vegas or whoever bet online guys that their experts really really believe in Kansas City. Yeah, I do too. I, I'm taking the Chiefs hands down. So uh, I think they're the better team. Yeah. So they're uh, they're playing at home, and or the Buccaneers are. They have Tom Brady and all that. It's really hard to bet against Tom Brady, but here we are again betting against him. And soon soon we're gonna say don't ever bet against Patrick Mahomes. So we'll see what happens there. But you can go ahead and uh, put some money down. BetOnline.ag is the only place that you should be doing that. Sign up for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code Lockdown for fifty percent welcome bonus. Again, go check out all the other lines. They have NBA, they have NCAA, they have basketball games, all kind of stuff you want to put money on. Don't sit on the sidelines. Get in on the action. Use that promo code LOCKDOWN to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Speedy Bukowski hosts Locked On Today with a daily podcast, breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts, including us. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Isaac Harris. So, Christoph Porzingis, one of the big stories over the last couple of days has been him starting at the five and then him, you know, uh, him playing the playing with a five. And in this game, he played with a five with, with Willie Colley signed for a lot of the game. And he struggled. <laughs> and so, it's hard not to see these things as connected. However, so on the podcast where I had Lauren on a couple days ago, you weren't on it, uh, went over the schedule and said – this was the one game, the game against Denver, where I thought that the Mavericks would play another five next to Porzingis. The rest of these games, Utah, Phoenix, Atlanta, Golden State, I think they can get away with Porzingis at the five, starting at least. But this game was one where I thought they couldn't. Yeah, because Willie, last time they played Denver, Willie played Jokic well. His length uh, kind of gave Jokic a little bit of trouble, however you want to define trouble for Jokic. But, I mean, just look at, you know, some people love plus minus and think that determines everything. Uh, Willie tonight. We're not doing the single game plus minus anymore. Let's just stop bringing it up on the podcast. Willie uh, was a plus seventeen. If, yes. if the if you're gonna bring it up, you have to put it in full context and say it's like the the defensive like personal defensive rating when people were doing that, right? Yeah. All that means is that's the team's you know that's that's the team's plus minus when that player was on the floor. Not it's not really even connected to that player. There's four right. other guys on the court during that time. So Jokic was a minus ten tonight in the win. So yeah, in the win, yeah. So and he was was he terrible? I don't know. Yeah. But but no, I, that whole dynamic of where KP plays, I think it's a it's a bigger story. It's a big story, but then again, it shouldn't. Like there's one side where like, why is this even a big story? Who cares? You know, because we've heard the whole thing of, hey, it's a basketball player, so just you know, put them on the court. They're all they're all basketball players. Who cares about positions? Because we've heard that with Luca so much. It's like, why are we trying to put him as a point guard? Oh, all this stuff and stuff. For KP, it matters, especially in this offense, and it is a big story because we see kind of different KPs because I almost think that, and I'm just speculating this, but I almost think it might be in his head type of thing. That, just about to say, I think it's a mental thing for him, the fact that he he thinks, and he said publicly and to media yeah. and, you know, and to so many different outlets that he plays better at the five. 
Yeah, so because the five opens up so much for him to where when he does play the four, they're kind of putting him in the corner and saying, hey, play that. You know, that's the role they kind of define for Maxi sometimes. It's like, hey, play that role kind of of be in the corner and, you know, shoot the open three. But it works for him sometimes if he sh- shoots the open three, he cuts to the basket, he catches those oops, you know, and Luca drives the paint. So I understood them starting Willie. I thought Willie did uh, a as about as good a job you could do against, you know, Jokic tonight. They had a couple possessions no, there. Come on. I, I thought he did. As far as, I mean, okay, let me really Really got that. eaten alive in this game. <laughs> as good as anybody for the Mavericks could have guarded Jokic in this game. Well, yeah, no one else could have done better. Maybe James Johnson. He had a couple plays they put, where they, he, put, they put James Johnson in the end, but Willie got destroyed nah. in this game. By, okay, maybe not listen. specifically by Jokic, but by the point guards, by, you know, the, the <laughs> yes, Jermichael yes. Green. Jermichael Green hit all those threes with no – like yeah. Willie didn't contest any of the those. Close out from the bigs, and I'll oh. I'll put KP in that too. Willie yeah, and KP yeah. close out from our bigs uh, struggles sometimes. But I thought the end of the game was so intriguing because Rick brings Will and no, okay, Rick brings KP back into the game. So they go on this like stretch in the fourth there, and like they were playing well together. It was Willie and James Johnson, but KP was on the bench. And Willie brings, I mean, Willie brings, and KP, gosh, Carlisle brings KP back into the game. And he's, he's at the scores table. I'm like, all right, they've kind of rode the, you know, the James Johnson wave, you know, a little bit too far at this point, probably. He's probably played, even though I thought, I mean, we can talk, have a whole segment on James Johnson's game. I, I thought he had an incredible game. Did you? But, oh, did you think he had a great game? <laughs> but they bring KP in and they bring him in for Willie and they leave James Johnson out there. And I texted you, I was like, okay. I was like shocked by this because at that point, then they elected to go with KP at the five. And it's like, so then Willie wasn't in there to guard Jokic. So then you were making KP guard Jokic. Uh, Jokic scored. And, but it was <laughs> just, I wonder, I wonder if it was a rhythm thing for KP of like, Hey, now we're going to throw you, throw you out there at the five. They did it a little bit, you know, throughout the game, but it was just, you know, they did that a while back to where, you know, Rick put KP in with the last, you know, few minutes of the game. And I just, I feel like we've heard the word rhythm thrown out there a lot for KP. He's mentioned that word. And that was just a, a moment in the game that I, I made a note on of, okay, at, in those last few minutes, that's when they elected to go with KP at the five. And they took Willie out of the game. Willie never checked back in. And, you know, Denver ended up winning. I'm not saying that's that's the whole reason. It was just a notable thing that I'm, I'm just trying to figure out as just a, a low-life media person. Willie was plus two in the fourth quarter. Everyone else was minus. That's the reason. It's Willie. No. It, it is like a, it is kind of a mental thing for him, I think, because there's so much freedom when you're that, when you're the five and then there's, you know, we play four out or, you know, Luca and three out basically, because he has that option to, to pop or roll or to do whatever he's going to do off of that pick and roll. But when there's another five in there, it's a little more constraining. He has to do different things and, I don't care. As the second best player, you got to be better. You got to play better yeah. within your role. You got it. You know, he, you're not playing well enough at this point to be demanding things. I don't think if you're Christoph Porzingis. And so, yeah, there's a lot of other, there's a lot of other issues, but I think Porzingis definitely was, was one of the biggest ones in this game. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. Had quite the third quarter. Yes, he did. He he <laughs> he definitely. This would have been had, so much more fun point. if they won. Like uh, uh, no. I know, this is such taking. So, but 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 after that happened, it, it it erected the Mavs' offense. They it was like 
they were playing so stiff on defense before this happened, and then they just really came back. Like, I I don't know. Like sometimes Jokic's shot looks a little flaccid, but in this game it was really hitting, and then the Mavericks just came back and they they played some great defense. Yes. Um. After <laughs> after that, Michael Porter Jr. went off. Uh, for a guy who doesn't like shots, he loved the shots in this game. That's not a penis joke. That's what we were doing. What? You did, you stopped. <laughs> did you not catch on that that's what we were doing? I did. You can't I go with a, you can't go with an anti-vax joke in the middle of our penis joke bit. How long have we been doing this? Well, I'm looking at a calendar. How long have we been doing this podcast? Almost. The balls on you to go with the anti-vax joke in the middle. <laughs> You just Ugh. sacked that whole bit is what you did. <laughs> Come on. All right. Tease you shafted to, that it. whole bit. Tease it to the break, <laughs> but use a joke with it. <laughs> I will not tease it. I will not be your fluffer. <laughs> How many people just turned off the pod? They're just done None. With it right now. <laughs> Zero. They're all in. 100%. The raccoon squad is here for the bits. All right. Coming <laughs> Coming up, if we can hold it together. We want to talk about that third quarter. We want to talk about exactly what we're talking about. If you missed the game, you have no idea what's going on right now. Like <laughs> you're, no so con- you're so confused. So we'll explain all of it. We'll talk about it. Talk about what the Mavs can do better. When they can ex- expect back some of these guys and why it mattered that they were gone in this game. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris. With an ever-increasing number of makes and models of vehicles, there's so many other places you can get parts. Sometimes it's just confusing. Where do I start? If you have, you know, you're missing wiper blades. Like, think about all the places you could get wiper blades. You could get them at Walmart. You could get them at, uh, you know, like O'Reilly. You could get them at so many other places. But the one place you can get all the parts your car will ever need is rockauto.com. They have prices that are the exact same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Everything that you could ever want for your car they have the simple stuff like wiper blades they have the more expensive stuff and the the more you know intricate stuff that you and i don't definitely don't know how to put on like engine control modules all that kind of stuff brake parts everything that you need for your car is available go check they're really easy to navigate catalog just write down the make model year of your car you'll find all the parts available for your car or truck and again, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low the same for professionals and us the do-it-yourselfers Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts, av- parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And Isaac Harris. Oh, baby, built bar I need. The mint brownie is the goat. The mint brownie is the goat. Oh, baby, built. I ordered another... Case of built bars today. I had to. I ran nice. out and I had to I had order a built bar at the game again. I just took a built bar to the game. It's a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. They're delicious. Mint brownie is the best one. That's why I was singing about it. And then there's, uh, I like the cherry bar C and the raspberry. That's what I went with this time. I got the That's I good. got the box of the three different options. Went with mint brownie, cherry bar C, and raspberry. So go check out those if you like fruit flavors. Uh, there's all kinds of different ones. Just go check out the 18 different flavors. They also have other kind of products too. They're starting to do like protein broth. They're doing the uh, the built go we've talked about before. They have all kinds of different products. So go check out builtbar.com. Again, the bars themselves, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for a keto diet. It's the perfect snack. It tastes like chocolate, 100% chocolate on the outside. Soft, easy to chew. 
The entire network loves it. I've listened to so many podcasts, and every single host loves them. I don't know who. I don't know one host that doesn't. So go check them out. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code Locked On, and also try the promo code Locked. That's the one I've been using. It's been great. You'll get twenty percent off your next order. Use the promo code Locked On for twenty percent off at builtbar.com. All right, Isaac Harris. Now that we dicked around in that last segment at the end, there we can. Uh, I want to give. I want to give a shout out to at Reese. <laughs> they tweeted at us today and said, finally gave into buying Built Bar, and holy crap, y'all are right. These are amazing. Hey, that's awesome. Shout out. That's awesome. Shout out. Yes. Well, but yes, let's talk well, about Jamal well, Murray reaching for a Built Bar. We'll get to Jamal Murray, but it's hard to believe it's been a year. Uh, we'll get to Jamal Murray, but I actually do want to talk about rejecting the screen for a quick second because they have something really how cool. Are you, how are you going to transition from this? Because I have to talk about this. Because rejecting the screen has something really, really cool talking about that they are going to be doing today on Tuesday. And I don't want people to miss out on it. And I don't want to put it at the end. Uh, on rejecting the screen, hosts Adam Stanko and Noah Kozlov are honoring Kobe Bryant's life. It's been a year since Kobe Bryant left That's this insane. earth. Hear stories that you haven't heard anywhere else about Kobe from his teammates, opponents, coaches, and journalists. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen and listen this week to celebrate the life of one of NBA's all-time stars. Tuesday and Thursday, they're doing shows. They sent me some of the stuff. I've heard some of it before. It's like Adam Morrison, Robert Sacre, guys that played with him. And then it's like coaches and some guys that played against him, journalists, all that kind of stuff. Howard Beck shared some stories. There's all kinds of good stuff in there. So if you love Kobe like I do, go check out Rejecting the Screen anywhere you get your podcast. All right. Now we can make jokes. <laughs> now we can go back. So, in the third quarter, right? Third quarter? Yeah. Jamal Murray uh, was upset that he didn't get a foul somewhere else in the game. and No, well, he just ran into Tim Hardaway and he fell down. He was, he was upset about something else. And that's what Tim said. Tim said that he was upset about something else. And so, he, like, took it out on Tim, I guess. And he, he was running from one corner and Tim was was in a defensive stance, basically, standing in front of him. And then Jamal Murray runs into Tim Hardaway, and then his arm goes between his legs and then, like, grabs like grabs his leg and other stuff mm. in the process. And then, like... You describing it, this is weird. It, it, it was it, it was as if he punched him, right? Like, <clears throat> his arm went through and, like, punched and then came back out. And then, like, Tim Hardaway holding himself and looks up at the ref like, what, what the heck? They call a foul... And it's really unclear who the foul was on. Even the Mavs broadcast was like, hold on, they called a foul, but who was it on? Because it was in the corner, so it was kind of hard to see if you're just watching a broadcast. And Oh, I watched every bit of it. Well, you were there in, in person. <coughs> so what, in person, yeah. what was it like? Eventually, it eventually right. they, they call flagrant two on Jamal Murray. They kick him out. They <coughs> uh, And he, he was out of the game after that because he definitely targeted Tim Hardaway's nether regions. It, what was it like it in, was, the, in there? Yeah, it was the weirdest thing because I was like that corner of the court is the one that my seat is the closest to. And it's right in front of the Mavs bench. So he falls down. He runs into Tim. He falls down. He's getting up. And that's when he does that. And the Mavs bench just jumps up complete. I mean, Dorian and Josh (laughs) and the coaches, they just jump up and they're pointing like, what happened? You know, the refs obviously blew a whistle, but they all watched it happen right in front of the bench. And But here's the weirdest part of all of it. It was just a normal foul, but Jamal's sitting there on the court, just sitting there saying, replay, replay. He's like telling the ref the whole time. He's like, yeah, let's replay. No, okay. And then once they said they're going to look at it, he was like shaking his head, like going back to the, to the hot. I'm like, what do you think they're going to prove, bro? Like, what? Yeah, why do you want them the to? The slow motion was way worse it? Than, than it was in real time. Yeah. And so <laughs> you, like, Jamal was sitting there begging for a replay. He was happy when the, it was granted. He's like all confident walking back to the bench. 
Then it gets upgraded to a flagrant two and he's gone. <laughs> so I'm just like laughing. I'm like, you wanted you wanted the replay, so here you go. And then the Mavericks, I mean, Tim Hardaway scored like what seven points in what seven seconds? I know. He scored sixteen points in the third quarter. It was it was absolutely wild that run that he went on. Um, yeah, it was crazy. So, but in the first half, Jamal Murray seven of nine from the field, sixteen points. He was on fire. He was hitting oh, just everything. Like it was that was really the first half was when they were really eating up the Mavericks in pick and roll because Jamal Murray was just hitting every shot if they weren't trapping him, and then if they weren't, he was going to Jokic. Jokic was making the right play and and all that. So when Jamal Why Murray we went had out, Josh Richardson, bingo. Jo- Josh Richardson, Dorian, and Maxi. Like, all three of those yeah. guys would have helped in huge ways because of that. But Love Jamal Brunson, Murray, but. Just Jamal now. Murray goes out, and uh, it was just one of the weirdest sequences of the NBA season so far. Uh, I put it on my Twitter, at Nick Van Exit, if you want to go check it out. I'm sure Isaac has something on his as well, at Isaac L. Harris. But, man, it is uh, it was just such a weird situation. Tim talked about it after the game, but Tim never says anything interesting. So, <laughs> Well, no, he's just a professional about right. it. Right, that's, that's what I'm we saying. Joke in, yeah, we joke interesting because it's not juicy for media stuff. No, but yeah. Yeah, even he I mean Tim McMahon of ESPN asked him, he's like, Hey, do you think Murray should be, you know, suspended? Should the league do something after that? And he wasn't even gonna get into that. All Tim Tim is all business. Tim's yeah, like he is. Yeah. this doesn't even matter. Like we lost. And that's yeah. the biggest thing is wins and losses. And so I mean that that's just who Tim is, and I respect Tim for that. But it was you know, it was a turning point in the game, honestly. I mean oh, it was it was a joking thing on Twitter, but you know, Mavericks took the lead, and it was crazy because, you know, they were down 12 at half, and then they were, I think at one point, they were winning the third quarter like 32 to 12, and I mean, they just, yeah, I thought that was just going to turn everything. It's like, Murray's gone, they took the lead, they went up by a little bit, and like, let's go, they're just going to ride this thing <laughs> so, out, and no. <laughs> so, Murray, so, Murray gets ejected with about five minutes to go in the third quarter. With about four minutes, the Mavericks have gone on an 11-0 run. So, like, right after that, they just go on this huge run, basically, take the lead, and then they have the lead at the end of the third quarter. Luka had 16 assists at the end of the third quarter. He ends with 16 assists, if that tells you anything. So, yeah, there's a couple of things we haven't mentioned in this game yet. Like, Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. <laughs> led the whole thing and led uh, the Nuggets in scoring with 30 off the bench. He's coming off the bench because he's coming off that – he's coming off – uh, COVID, he was out for a couple weeks there. He's out for a long time. And so he's he's come off the bench for two games. On Lockdown Nuggets, they were talking about should Jamal Murray be – or should Michael Porter Jr. be forced into the starting lineup. And Adam Mara said, this is the whole season. It's trying to figure out if Michael Porter Jr. can fit in this starting lineup and how. And they're kind of on the side of they have to figure it out because he's too important for them to not start him. And so – He can shoot it. That's their I whole him, thing. And yeah. he had an incredible game, but – he uh he sucks at defense. He but does. He can shoot it. He definitely sucks at defense. But the uh yeah the the Nuggets fans have this whole roller coaster ride with Michael Porter Jr. This is the this is the highs of Michael Porter Jr. He can shoot like crazy. He's super tall, but he gives up a ton of points on on defense. Uh, he finished with thirty points, ten of eighteen from the floor, six of ten from three. Guy hit six threes in this game, yeah. and he uh, was the reason why Denver won. Right? Like, yeah. Without Jamal they Murray, trade guy, him second guy stepped Bill. up. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> I think they should. I I don't understand if if they could get Brad Bill for Michael Porter Jr. I would do that in a heartbeat. You just got uh, torture just for, Westbrook more with Michael Porter Jr. You think they would be? <laughs> that would be a fun get combo. along. From a Mavs angle, real quick. I, I know I joked about it earlier, but I thought James Johnson had a good game, and I thought he made a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of good decisions. <laughs> he went two of three from three. Uh, I thought he played decent defense at times. Uh, just his minute. I mean. 
but once again, he played 30 minutes tonight. I think ideally you want that to be 20 minutes, you know, whenever you have guys back and, you know, it's just it's so much is going to change when these guys come back. They only attempted 32 threes tonight. The other night, you know, against Houston, I think they only attempted oh, 26 or 28. But like, that's the thing. It's like, man, you know, this team averaged 41, 42 threes a game last year. And they, they have to, for this team to succeed, I, I think we're, they're going to have to start jacking the threes up again. Once you get everybody back, because I mean, Wes Wandu is what two of 30 or what is he? Two of uh, three of three of 21 or something. From it's not good, Isaac. It's not good. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, that's it. That's the thing is, you know, they're kind of out of their, their game a little bit. They're not shooting as many threes. It works out sometimes whenever you can score in the paint so much, but yeah, it's just, um, they're just waiting for these guys to come back. Well, so the Mavericks in this game had 118.9 offensive rating. They didn't lose on offense. They lost on offense in clutch, right? Like if they scored a couple more baskets at the end, they would have won. But throughout the rest of the game, their offense was, was working. It was their defense. They gave up, you know, Denver scored 123 points per 100 possessions. That's that's terrible. Like you just can't yeah, give that up. And so when you're missing your top three players, that's just the way or your top three defensive players, that's just the way it goes, I guess. Once they get those guys back and acclimated, this team's gonna be scary. All the national people are saying, let's just wait to see the Mavericks until they get these three guys back because they're so important. And yeah. all the Mavs fans are saying, No, the sky is falling. This is terrible. You know, when can yeah. we get these guys back? But they're, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting on those guys before yeah. I formulate any big opinion. Like you could tell me the all of these guys come back and we're still struggling like this, and there's still some chemistry stuff trying to figure things out. KP struggling a little bit, and we're and we're at that point we're like, all right, now we got to figure some things out roster wise, what's work and what's not. Or you could tell me that these guys come back and then once they're in the groove for a week or two, they go on a eight game winning streak and we're all just having a party on this podcast every time and we're just having fun with it. So it's just we have to wait for these guys to come back. In my opinion, for me, a lot of you guys online have your opinions about this team already, (laughs) but uh, I'm waiting for these guys to come back. Absolutely. There you go, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Again, check out Locked On Today on any podcast platform as well as Rejecting the Screen. Awesome stuff on Kobe this week, so go check that out. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom. Right there. That was the old Sean Livingston on dirt maneuver from a few years back. As... Dan Aykroyd said in Tommy Boy, that will ruin his weekend.